Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Super Funky Califragisexy from the Black Album. Uh, recorded September 1986 at Galpin Boulevard, and once more again, some additional recording January 1987 at the Washington Avenue Warehouse. Uh, released on the 9th of September 1988, mm-hmm. um, during a live performance uh, of Lo Sexy, uh, released on VHS on the 19th of April 1989, and then, of course, finally released on the 22nd of November, 1994. On the track, uh, it is just Prince. <laughs> the track is 5 minutes 55. Joining me to talk about it today is Noah McMullen. Hello, Noah. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. Now, um, in terms of like a genre, mm-hmm. uh, I, f- I feel like most of the Black Album is some sort of funk. And Prince yeah. has gone to the trouble of putting super funky in this title. Yeah, no, it's, so- it, it, this is definite funk. Uh, he's made it clear that this is funk. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, let's talk very briefly about that performance um, in 1988. Uh-huh. It's only like, uh, you know, a minute and 46. It's in mm-hmm. a, you know, a larger part of a medley, which starts, you know, on the... This is kind of like towards the end of the first half of the show, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's part of, you know, a medley of Prince's kind of more um, sexual songs, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, right after he's done, um, you know, if I had a harem, you know, he then goes mm-hmm. off stage, comes back on after a very quick costume change, and starts off with Little Red Corvette, which then goes into Controversy, uh, which then turns into Dirty Mind, which then turns into Super Funky Califragisexy, and at the end mm-hmm. of this performance, he loops back around to Controversy, where he says, you know, was it good for you? Was I what you wanted me to be? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before that turns into Bob George. Of course, the only other track from the Black Album that was made public before the album was officially released. You know, and then we finish the end of the show with Anastasia uh, before Prince, you know, turns um, from evil into good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because, you know, in in the live performance, um, and this is, you know, this is something that I would always sing when I when I sang along to the recorded version. He says, Brother Cat will be round in a minute. Um, yeah. Whereas in the song, he says, Brother Maurice. So, so, so I I like I like that he actually like identifies that cat is the one who is there like in front mm. of us, um like during the performance. But in the song, obviously, it's Brother Maurice, who on other mm. you know tracks on the Black Album has been mentioned as bringing around some squirrel meat. So there's a lot of squirrel meat in this song for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is the... um, yeah. So I think I think it's interesting because the the song as performed, Prince actually acts out. You take him to your crib and you tie him to your chair and you make funny faces until mm-hmm. they get real scared. And then you turn on the knee and then you play with yourself. And it seems to be some kind of tubing that Cat is wrapping around Prince as he sits on this chair um, mm-hmm. that is, you know, at this crib, which has a bed. Uh, which is yeah, uh, no, right he next starts to where out he with is. like jumping on the bed and like doing a split. Um, and yeah. then there's like the weird, like the camera goes up above and just shows him lying there. Uh, when he's tied to the chair, he looks like legitimately in pain, like something's <laughs> gone wrong almost. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I, th- it's I think interesting when he says turn on the neon, I think that that yeah. plastic tubing was meant to have some kind of light inside. I see that was meant to come on, and I don't think it comes on, and I don't think Prince is in pain. I think he's just annoyed that the prop <laughs> is not working properly, and so you know when he says make funny faces till you get real scared, he does kind of do a little face, but then yeah. it seems to be like he's a bit mad that. This this he's, light is not coming he's on. He's channeling his frustrations into the performance, which is uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then obviously we get the kind of refrain of super funky Califragi sexy. You know, the, the song kind of ends very quickly in the performance. Like it's you know, it's mm-hmm. it's faster than it is on the record even. 
Um, yeah, you know, sure. this is this is not like a slow song. Um, mm-hmm. And and then once it finishes, you know, you know, Prince, like I say, he kind of segues back to, you know, was it good for you? Was I what you wanted me to be? Um, before he then, you know, there's, he, he then goes into a performance of Bob George, which is interesting to say the least. Uh, but obviously, you know, that is discussed elsewhere. Um, yes. So in terms of the the song itself on the on the record, you know, the sound of it, I would say, is um, it's very reminiscent of. Um, some of the stuff on Sign of the Times, it's very much like yeah, Prince sure. and a drum machine and, yeah, it, you know, it, sound effects here and there. That, you know, it definitely has kind of like, kind of a, like a housequake vibe to me a little bit or something like of yeah. that ilk. And it is kind of from around that era of recording yeah. as well. You know, not, not, not exactly around the same time, but that kind of like late 86, early 87, kind of, you mm. know, the last stuff that was done just just before Prince moved into um, into Paisley Park, um, mm. you know, and kind of the drum machine obviously is the same drum machine that's on, um, you know, Sign of the Times. I say drum machine. It's actually it's actually the programming on the Fairlight. Um, uh-huh. So it's actually a sampler that's been programmed for the kind of the drums and stuff. And, and that is also what's supplying most of the kind of keyboard sounds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't like a synth and a drum machine set up. This is pretty much all going through the Fairlight. Mm-hmm. Prince, after laughing at the very beginning of the song, mm-hmm. he then tells us, if your body needs water, keep on dancing because you ought to keep the blood flowing down to your feet. And this is another song where he says "order," which mm-hmm. you know something that he kind of starts to lean on a bit more in in some of the albums after this. Um, and he says, "Brother Maurice will be round in a minute with a bucket filled in it with squirrel meat." Um, and then he says, "The blood is real good, and if you drink it real fast, but the aftertaste just lasts and lasts. If you kiss somebody, you want to party all night, all right." And then we get the super funky "Califragile Sexy," which mm-hmm. that is pretty much you know the entire chorus is just that line. Uh, which I guess we should say for people who maybe haven't seen Mary Poppins is obviously, oh, yeah. you know, a, a play on super fun, uh, super, f- I can't super say the proper title. There you yeah. go. I'm, I'm so used now to saying the Prince title. I can't see the, say the original. No, I've been, I've, when looking up this song in preparation for this, I've been spelling this wrong so many different ways. Super califragisexy, super funky, <laughs> fragicalisexy, like just whatever. Yes. Yeah. My ser- my Google search history is all just variations on this word at this point. It'd be interesting if Google actually auto-corrected it and was like, do you mean super funky sexy?" Because it, it doesn't even try. No. Uh. <laughs> that would be a clear sign that, you know, the AI is working. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, obviously it's a takeoff on that title. And I would say that there's not really, like, this song is quite entertaining, um, but it's mostly just descriptions of things that Prince is going to do. Whilst yeah, apparently drinking this squirrel meat blood, it's it's there's not really a lot. It's not like a, a dense song. It's 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 evocative of certain things, but just uh, it's not exactly like I don't, I don't even know where I'm going here exactly. But it's like not all the way. Um, <laughs> well, it doesn't feel like it has a message. Like a very, a deli- it's not getting to like a deliberate point. Yeah, it's not. There's not a message. You know, there. Sign of the Times has a message. Yes. Um, you know, whereas this is the kind of song that. I mean, it probably is more on the level of Housequake, which is, you know, Housequake is a very kind of basic song about uh-huh. kind of instructions to the crowd on what they're going to do while the band are playing. Yeah. And this kind of feels more like that. It's kind of like a story kind of told from the point of view of this character that I feel Prince is playing. Because this doesn't seem like Prince is going around drinking squirrel blood uh, most <laughs> of the days. Uh, I mean, for all we know. It, well, that might have been how he wait it, until that comes out of the wait until that comes out of the vault, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the school um, meet archives, and and so of course then we get the the verse that is performed live. You know about you know take him to your yeah. crib, time to your chair. 
Um, and then, of course, this is where Pete's, where Prince says, the, the beat is on time, refined and designed to make you do the do. Uh, now, obviously, mm. I've taken all of the rhythm out of that line because he actually sings it yes. as the beat is on time, refined and designed to make you to do make you the do. do. So yeah. he like the emphasis that he puts on. And then later on in the song, he'll just go super after that. So like kind mm. of abbreviating the whole song title. I guess he, he maybe got tired mm. of kind of, you know, saying the whole thing. <laughs> saying the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, this is where we kind of get maybe to the bad. I mean, to me, this feels like a description of some kind of drug trip. Uh-huh. That seems to be the kind of the message. Yeah, that's that's the that's the theme. I was looking into it a little bit and it seems like some people say that this is potentially about like an, like an MDMA experience because that seems like yeah. kind of what he may have been doing around that time. This, I, I mean, an MDMA trip is given as the reason as to why Prince cancelled the album and uh-huh. decided to go with Love Sexy instead. Um, you know, but I don't know that this is the description of that because, I mean... Not necessarily the same event even, but just like... Something kind of like experience. that, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he sings, this chair goes round and round, I feel like a clown because I'm stripped down. It's all fun and games till the very next day, till damn... You don't remember my name. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh-huh. see you next Thursday night. Maybe I won't, but that's all right. Because in my possession, there's a signed confession that says I was the best you ever had. <laughs> and yeah, I like the kind of he puts like this is something he does a lot on the Black Album, but he starts putting like voices mm-hmm. on as he's singing, uh, which is one of the yes. things that makes yes. me feel like this is a character rather than like a direct comment mm-hmm. from Prince. Um but at the same time, like the idea of Prince saying that he was the best you ever had is a common theme going all the way back to like his first album. Um, yeah. You know, it's not like this is this is not like unusual behavior from Prince. No, not at all. This is par for the course. And then we get the kind of the, the fill again with the, you know, this beat is on time, refined design to make you do the do. Um, and mm. then <laughs> we, we kind of go back to the beginning um, with the, you know, keep the blood flowing down to your feet. Brother Maurice will be around in a minute. Uh, but you know, just a snippet, something interesting, you know, like something. Yeah, no, he... it's 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 this this weird kind of like the the instrumental and key changes for that, and it's just like this weird little like one off thing in the middle of it. It's kind of like it, everything goes kind of darker for a moment. It's like it's like, and this is something that Prince does with some other songs, you know, in certainly upcoming albums, but also a lot of stuff in the '90s where he will sometimes say a chorus but miss half of the sentences off. And then yeah. kind of bring it back, but have the full chorus. And so here he's kind of bringing back, you know, the earlier statement, but kind of cutting it out a little bit and then kind of also changing the key, um, mm-hmm. you know. And we get super funky, califragile, sexy, you know, a couple of times with, you know, kind of the beat dropped behind it. So it's it's a little bit more uh-huh. basic. And he's like screaming like James Brown, like the for sure. Well, he, the thing is, he actually says in seven measures, I want somebody to scream. And if you yeah. if you count time, then literally mm. seven measure time. That's when that kind of scream yeah, comes. That's in. when the scream happens. Yeah. yeah. So I like I like. No, I I have a real weakness for stuff like that. Yeah. For sure. It's like the, the the coy like he's talking about the the song as like a like as like a thing that he's written. You know, it, this is a song, and I'm doing this in the song. And then of course he says, you know, if your body if your body needs water, this is where he kind of brings the whole thing back. Uh huh. You keep dancing because you ought to keep blood flowing down to your feet. Um, and we get Brother Maurice one more time. We'll be around in a minute with bucket mm-hmm. filled squirrel meat. But when he says that the final time, he kind of it's like with a bucket filled with squirrel meat. Like you know, he kind of yeah. he kind of changes the way he says it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I like this this kind of weird part where he has 
a treated voice reply to him where he says, if you can't beat them, join them. But mm-hmm. we would get the repeat of each of those phrases, but with a, a slightly different tone um, on the voice. Uh-huh. Um, and then we get probably my favorite part in the entire song, which is just one word, which is Prince going slamming. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really great. And then, of course, we kind of go back to that this beat is on time all of the time. Yeah. So refined, specially designed to make you do the do. And then he just goes super. And then he he does obviously drop in the rest <laughs> of the title, but then he also just goes in seven measures. I want somebody to, and he kind of the song kind of stops. Yeah, and he's like like stuttery almost. Yeah, yeah. At the end there. Yeah, because he's not really singing it. He's just kind of like talk singing yeah. it, and uh, you know, it's, uh-huh. it's a kind of interesting way to end this song, which is almost six minutes, and doesn't yeah. really change that much. There's a few kind of little, you know, like we said, there's a couple of like little key changes. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's the same kind of couple of chords and the same beat for pretty yeah. much the entire it's, song. It's, 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 a, it's a groove song for sure. It's like built around the yeah. same sort of thing happening over and over again. It's like, I mean, which, I mean, if anybody does a groove song well, it's Prince for sure. And certainly at this time as well, you know, the influence of, uh, you know, Eric Leeds certainly being felt on this track, even if Eric Leeds isn't on it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I feel, and I feel like as well, like the like this track, if it had, had horns on there, or if it had like a, you know live drums, or if oh, it yeah, had like... anything else on it, it would feel like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, like it has to kind of be a, a simple song for it to work, and I think that's probably the strength of the song. Is like again, how much you like this song will just depend on how much you like Prince. Yeah, kind of just almost freestyling and just kind of making up a story. That, uh-huh. that at times you're like, I don't know where this is going, Prince. I'm not, you know. I mean, the end of it, of course, is the signed confession. You know, that's that's the point is to, you know, go to someone's crib and then <laughs> in the morning have a signed confession. You know, that's, that's, the, goal. that's the whole that's, goal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as they say, mm. uh, squad goals, hashtag. Oh, um, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like people's like whether or not people like this song just depends on whether or not you like this type of song. Like if you yes. just like Prince with like a very kind of simple beat. And not too much kind of like embellishment and just like the occasional slight change of the song, mm-hmm. but just basically the same thing for like six minutes, um, you know, and just Prince kind of coming up with like images. If you enjoy that, then you probably enjoy the song. And if you don't, you'll probably listen to the first two minutes and be like, is this going anywhere? Like what's uh-huh. happening? You know, it just feels like one of those songs where it's like, you know, if you're not into what the song is about, uh, you know, which in this case, it's just about <laughs> Prince kind of and a drum machine. Then you know you're not really gonna kind of uh, you you're know gonna, enjoy yeah, the song. Ah, uh, for sure. It's um, it's that type of uh, situation. So um, you know, for me, I would say a clear five out of five. I love this song. You know, yeah. No, I'd I'd say it's a I would say it's a five for sure. It's it's really it's I I hadn't really listened to it before this, and it kind of blew me away. It's like I didn't really think about that much about the Black Album in terms of what I have listened to from Prince, and I need to go back to that for sure. Yeah, I mean, as a result of this, I mean, this is for me like one of the you know the the best songs on that album. Uh-huh. Uh I feel like there's a few songs on here that might be a disappointment to other people if this is kind of the example. And I think it's interesting that this and Bob George were like the two songs that Prince kind of chose to make public. Mm-hmm. You know, he scrapped he scrapped the Black Album, and then those were the two songs that he performed like every night for like nine months on the next <laughs> tour. And so it's kind of like, it's almost like he's, he's like saying to Warner Brothers, no, you're not allowed to have that music. Yeah. But there's no reason why I can't play a couple of the songs every night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, almost, you know, this is many years before his contract dispute, but it almost feels like he's doing that because he wants to show he's in control. For and sure. he's like, you know, yeah. I'm the one who decides when people hear these songs. <laughs> That's a, that you is a, a very bold move is to put your album out there and then then take it back. You know, <laughs> and like it, that's a that's a power play um, in terms of. Yes. You know, I mean, reportedly at the time it was, you know, from Prince's point of view, it wasn't it wasn't to kind of do anything bad. It uh-huh. was just he literally felt like the album was, shouldn't was be released or something. Yeah. Even and he album. only, you know, relented. But when they said, you know, we'll let you get out of the contract and give you a million dollars if you let us release the Black Album. And Prince was like, OK, then release it, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. As as that song on the uh, on the uh, on the graffiti bridge soundtrack said, release it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it goes without saying, no one has covered this, no one else has performed this. You know, Prince performed it live um, on the '88 tour, uh, but by the time he got to like at the end of that tour, which you know finished in Japan in early '89, he just you know that was the last time he performed the song. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense because he really didn't want to release you know this track anyway. Um, but it, it worked within the stage show, you know, the kind of the kind of having the dark as the first half and then the light with Love Sexy. This kind of fitted into that. So I guess Prince was just like and it, and, you know, the, the the live performance was the first version that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw that on VHS long before I, you know, the album was ever released. And I, I was never going to go to the trouble of buying like a bootleg. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I was never going to hear it unless it got officially released. Unfortunately, it did. Um, you know, but I I enjoyed that and Bob George like for a few years before they were ever actually released. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, officially. Uh, but yeah, so you know, like a really fun song. You know, if if this is the type of song you like, if you don't for like sure. kind of songs that are just Prince with the Fairlight doing a drum machine thing, then you're probably not going to enjoy this. <laughs> so. Like that 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 stuff is like this is like right in my favorite Prince stuff. Like all of my favorite stuff are just like the Prince solo tracks where he's just like messing around kind of. Yeah. And it's, it, this is, this is among those for sure. Yeah. He's really getting value out of that. Like, I don't know, I think at the time it was about $30,000 for Fairlight. So he's really getting his money. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, it's, he's it's, doing a lot to shape like the, the sound of like what people, what other people are doing with the uh, Fairlight as well. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's a relatively early adopter of that. right? I mean, we're talking about I mean, four years after it was, I mean, well, if you're talking the end of okay. 86, you're talking three years it being out there. So, you know, like, I mean, this particular Fairlight, there was an earlier one that was out kind of in the early 80s, kind of around 81, 82. Uh-huh. So, you know, but I mean, you know, the only people who really had them were professional musicians. <laughs> like, no no yeah. amateurs out there were buying Fairlights. And now on a smartphone, you can pretty much do anything that a Fairlight could do. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I always find that quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about uh, Super Funky Califragile Sexy. So mm-hmm. let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Noah? Um, I'm on Twitter at I am the best Noah. I don't I don't use it very often. Uh, um, I sometimes post music on SoundCloud. Uh, you can find me at Zeta Waves on SoundCloud. Just search Zeta Waves and I'll be there. Great stuff. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us. Not sure where you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, no? Oh yeah, anytime, for sure. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. Bye.